In 2016, Earth detected a signal from an unknown region of space with no observable stars. The contents of this signal appears to be a series of data packets and a decryption key. Once decrypted, the data contained a number of logged entries from two planets in a binary system. Using the translation matrix sent in the data packet, researchers have translated the entries into English. The following transmissions were declassified and given to us to present. Log entry Vela 28, Vela Rotat 2619, cycle 1 of the first annul. Encrypted transmission addressed to Helgi Nufspark. Encrypted recording of Villain Council broadcast. This is a convening of the VLAN Council. Please state your names and the factions you represent. Nilo Se Aiden, representing the La'ar region and the Tumasir sect. Arak Se Uvin, representing the Seonar region and the La'ar Masur sect. Esla Se Fuji, representing Chonar region and the La'ar Va sect. Igni Se Ohas, representing the Reef Guard, VLAN Military Command. My name is Jisto Sedezun. I'm here to provide any required information from the radio labs in La'ar. We are here to discuss the following events. The presentation of photographic evidence of Haimovinus equipment on Vila with corresponding evidence as presented from the mana known as Iria Nufspark. Lies and hearsay. We do not recognize these fabrications as evidence. The representative will refrain. Upon discovery of this evidence, all information regarding the project was seized and contained pending further investigation. This includes the artifacts recovered from the Laar radio laboratories. Equipment that we would like returned, as it pertains to a number of scientific experiments that are ongoing. That artifact is a religious relic and belongs to the Laar Vas sect. We demand its return to Chonar. It was stolen from us 1,500 rotats ago. You waited 1,500 rotats to demand for that return? Perhaps we should finish listening to the Alakoso before making demands. Shortly after this seizure, a broadcast of the aforementioned evidence was made on the wideband. This information was leaked from the Radiolab systems and included many scientific studies deemed sensitive. Alakoso, please record for the record that it was Ori Sejisto that released this false information. That's hearsay. This has not yet been proven. She signed it with her name, claiming that the information belongs in the greater pool of knowledge. She's too young to have done this. How do we know that the La'ar Vasect hasn't infiltrated someone into the labs and planted this information? It wouldn't be the first time. Incredible. Jisto Se you are reminded that you are here to give testimony and not to interrupt these proceedings. Apologies. Very well. Once the broadcast was sent, a number of factions of various beliefs have started to voice their opinions and cause problems in several regions around Vela. Representatives, we have a crisis to deal with. How do we solve it? We have begun by limiting all transmissions with Haimavina. Until we know more about this leak and the nature of these artifacts, this information will remain in ReefGuard control. The seizure was not authorized by this council, and we demand that the equipment and research materials be returned to the lab. The ReefGuard has overstepped The ReefGuard was implemented to protect Vela, and this information was deemed harmful to all citizens. If you have any doubts, then I would advise representatives to take a look at the streams of your regions and see what this wideband transmission has caused. 
your individual sex are in each other's flaps over this. Haimavin has sent this object here against Velen wishes. That is an invasion, and intervention was required, and Reef Guards took steps to contain it. Alakoso, L'Armasur requests the floor. The Council recognizes the representative of L'Armasur. Thank you. Members of the Council, we have seen no evidence through past transmissions or actions that Haimavina means us any ill will. I remind the Council that the aid from Haimavina during the La'ar food shortages helped our people. We have seen through our own systems that the modern-day manna have only just made it to space, barely before our own VSA. While we agree that any contact from outside of Vila is a concern to our citizens, we also know that in the past, Haimavina has been friendly. <laughs> Do you call interfering with tradition friendly? Cutting ties over our practices? How about the creation of a defense force just because we practice our own rituals? This doesn't sound friendly to the us. The council does not recognize the Arva representative at this time. Our cultures are different. There is no doubt about that. There are many aspects of their lives that we don't agree with. But that is the case here, even on Vila. If all our societies agreed with each other, we wouldn't be here. Haimavina is reckless, impulsive, and more likely to blow themselves back to the ocean age than attack us. The evidence that we have collected shows that the artifacts in question are well over 2,500 rotats old. This dates back to the ancient mana of Haimavala. We have heard from scientists and individuals from Haimavina that show they don't even have knowledge of this ancient race. There is simply no information presented to imply that this is any sort of attack or invasion. The technology in that satellite was scientific in nature. Given the distance from Haimavina to here, it would have taken generations to arrive here. La'arva requests the floor. Granted. The La'arva does not recognize that the artifacts in question were from the heathen planet of Haimavina. Our relic was sent from above as a sign and a warning to all of Ela. We did not heed this warning and look what we have wrought. We recommend severing ties with the other world and returning our relic to Chonar so that we can finally heal the wounds that the Tumasir have caused to our planet. Does the representative really want to bring up wounds made to Vela? That artifact is an important technological discovery that, through scientific research, links our origins back to the ancient manna on Haimavina. Without it, we would not be where we are today. All of our technology and society streams right back to that device. Even your misguided theology comes from a device that is not a Vela. Why are we not addressing the larger issue here? This is at the core of who we are. The Council is not discounting that discussion. But the matters at web are the seizure of the information and the leak of sensitive documents. We agree with Alakoso. That discussion is for another cycle. We, however, do not agree with the idea of closing all communication with Haimavina. In order for us to properly gather the evidence required, open communication must be reestablished. The leak of information, while troubling, has shed light on things that all of Vila should be aware of. It's frightening information to be sure, but we must know more to lessen the worries of our citizens. We agree with the representative from La Armasir. The primary issue is the seizure of documents and items by the Reef Guard. The illegal seizure that was not authorized by us. Alakosa, we would like the floor. Granted. After the incident with the mass broadcast to Haimavina and subsequent information about the lawful incarceration of a Haimavina resident, ReefGuard took an active role in monitoring information coming in from Haimavina and information being presented to the Council. 
upon the reveal of documents and photographs brought to the council by Gisto Se Dezun, Riefgaard realized the ramifications to the security of Vilan citizens if this information were released. Under Vilan Statute 156 Tax 7, established in 2263, which states that Riefgaard has the authority to protect Vilan interests from outside influences that seek to disrupt, we instituted a seizure of this information. Clearly, some of this information was not handed over accordingly. The action was taken quickly to prevent this information from being distributed. The Reef Guard apologizes to the Council and is conducting an investigation into the matter. Actions that involve Statute 156, Tax 7 must be authorized by the Council. This sort of militant behavior will only cause distrust among our people and cannot be allowed. The artifacts must be returned. Returned to Chonar. If we had waited, the information may have been leaked sooner. We had to take action. The council agrees with the representative from Tumasir. The reef guard should have followed protocol and worked with the constraints of the council. However, given the nature of this information, we recommend that the artifact does in fact remain in reef guard custody. We do not yet know what this land Religious relic. Object may be communicating back to Haimavina. Until such time, it should be remaining in Reefguard's secure facility. Documents pertaining to the device will be sanitized and released back to the radio lab. What about the satellite? As far as we know, it's still transmitting to one of Haimavina's moons. We recommend allowing communication with Haimavina scientists to uncover more information about these signals. The Armasur agrees, but with limitations and observation. While we wish to know more about the origin of these signals, we side with La Arva and the Reef Guard on the security ramifications of this information. This is acceptable. Motion carried. Scientific communication will be allowed with restrictions. Let's address this leak of information. The wideband posting directly impl implicates the radio lab, and as the La Arva representative pointed out, the information was indeed signed and attributed to Ori Segisto. The question at Webb is how was this information obtained and distributed, and why? The information was only leaked after the Reef Guard seizure. This leads the Council to wonder why proper security measures were not taken with this information. The documents in question were not deemed to be sensitive at the time of acquisition. This was from personal correspondence and not yet linked to the satellite project. The Council will note that this was personal correspondence with a known felon. Seconded. Regardless, personal interactions were not deemed as sensitive until vetted by Reefguard and the Council. I brought this information to the Council to check its validity as per instructed. Who else had access to this information? The information was shared with a few of the Radiolab scientists to seek consultation and confirmation. The council will note that Gisto Sedezun's mate also works in the radio labs. This implicates his school in this investigation. Noted. Did Ori Sejisto have access to this information? The council will note that the allegedly accused Ori Sejisto is underage at 16 rotats old. Noted. Gisto Sedezun, please answer the question. It is possible that she could have accessed the information. Ori occasionally interns at the radio lab and has worked out of my office. So she had access to the information and the platform it was sent from, as well as signing the post containing the information. <laughs> Why are we having this conversation? She should be remanded to Reef Guard custody for spreading mistruths and causing planet-wide riots. I gave it to her. Am I, Satoral? 
please explain. This is information that we, as Velens, need to know to understand our origins. Ori was passionate about reporting the truth to our people. I gave her the information from Gisto's correspondence. This is the sort of behavior that Haimavina has sown among us. Encouraging schools to stay together is like their families. This would never have happened if we had followed tradition. Gisto Sedezen, did you know about this? No. Reefguard, will you have Amai Setoral removed from these proceedings? We will handle this new information on another cycle. In light of this new information and taking all represented opinions into account, Correspondence with Haima Vena will be allowed to continue under close supervision. Ori Sejisto is to be remanded to house custody with restricted access to all technology. Reefguard, you will release documents and artifacts pertaining to the satellite to the radio lab, but will keep this lander in custody. Additionally, Reefguard will now be providing security for the radio labs here and in other locations. Representatives, is this acceptable? Agreed. 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 Abstained. Very well then. This council is adjourned. Hey, hey, bro. I think I did something bad. Log entry, Haimavina 28. 2298. 98th year in the Age of Ascendance. Encrypted transmission addressed to Ori Sejisto. Hey, Ori. Thanks for the update. With what's going on, those Reefguard Fiska might not let this transmission out. Watch the break. Don't get work, Leetla. Hit me back. Helgi. The following is a press conference broadcast from Verkstadt Space Headquarters in Hopnina. The speaker is Iria Nufspark, Chief Communications Officer, Verkstadt Space. Good morning. In collaboration with the government of Haimavina and the Federal Historical Research Expeditionary Corps and Verkstock Space, we are here today to announce the historical revelations regarding the Siddhas Anda. For the last 2,500 years, our society has been recovering and rebuilding a world that has been devastated by a cataclysmic event we all know as the Siddhas Anda. As our distant ancestors, literally gasped for air in the aftermath, the event itself became history and then legend. Fact has long been shrouded in the mists of time. For the better part of 3,000 years, the Siddhas Anda passed beyond knowledge and became superstition, viewing beliefs and traditions that we cling to even to this day. But then over 100 years ago, ancient technology was discovered during an excavation of a new less system we began to understand that the Siddhas Anda was not a story, but a real event. The Federal Historical Research Expeditionary Corps, also known as EC, was formed to understand the ancient technology with the hope of discovering what happened all those years ago. During the aftermath of the devastating volcanic eruption of Anafial, what we now know is an ancient university was found under the glacier. We know today that that university was called the Technology and Science University of Isavik. During the excavation, a large auditorium was discovered. While searching for additional information, the control room to the auditorium was found, and with it, researchers came upon a storage facility that contained thousands of data archives. Contained within that data were hundreds of presentations that were recorded in that very auditorium. 
It took almost a decade of meticulous review, but EC and Werkstatt Space would like to present you with what we believe was the most significant of the presentations from over 2,500 years ago. We believe this will give us some answers of what we've searched for. The event was a technology conference where companies, entrepreneurs, and investors presented their latest innovations and ideas. The presenter in question was a Yothian named Eric Fjallstad. At the time of his presentation, Fjallstad was the owner and chief science officer of Arcus Industries, a large environmental and science technology enterprise. He was a keynote speaker at the conference. If you would please direct your attention to the video feeds. Our sense of smell is a powerful tool. It has the power to link our perceptions of the world to events in our own past. When I was a child, my grandmother would bake and tell me stories. But it's not the smell of the bread that sticks in my memory. No, it's the smoke. Wood smoke, actually. You see, my grandmother was a bit of a traditionalist. She and my grandfather even built an oven in their yard. So my grandmother would tend the coals, bake, and tell those old stories. I smelled smoke this morning, probably one of the wildfires, and it reminded me of one of these stories. But it's not just her story, so perhaps it'll be familiar. All children on Haimavala know the story of the ship that sailed the stars. We are told that our mother Linnea, adrift on a seemingly endless sea of stars, raised her bogey, fired an arrow, in hopes of finding a safe place to land. We all know that arrow landed here on Haimavala. We're told that Linnea was so amazed with this place that she decided to rest here, weary from her long journey on the endless starry sea. Today, anyone listening to the broadcast can't escape news of our exploits beyond the stars. This is the birthright of Mana, to sail upon the starry sea and to seize new worlds. We are in fact engaged in this very endeavor, even as we speak. Colony ships, loaded with brave souls and precious supplies, are making their way across the inky depths of the sky heading for worlds we've barely even begun to understand. Like Linnea, they're sailing towards an uncertain future, one that will surely be full of hardship and loss, perhaps even dangers we can't imagine. But they're following in Linnea's wake, which means they won't be lost. But what of Haimavala herself, our precious little planet, the cradle that gave rise to the mana, sheltered us during our early history, and that gave of her very body that we might thrive? How do we repay this gift? Well, we pump toxins and chemicals into the air and the water. We dump waste in the ground and bury it, pretending we've solved the problem. We carefully package up the deadly remains of our early atomic dreams 
and bury them in the mountains. We cut down trees, we strip mine peaks, we destroy habitat and congratulate ourselves when we carve out a pittance for a rare hunt. We are reavers, and if we do not change our ways, we are certain to reap the charred crop of success we have so blindly sown. We're killing our mother, and yet we celebrate. Every year, new and unprecedented climate events occur. Ceaseless droughts, where once there was green, spiking ocean temperatures, and a dwindling food supply. These events are happening at a pace that baffles even our most pessimistic scientists. The answer, my friends, is simple. We've broken our world. And if you listen to the Sam Coma, our solution is to leave, to abandon our home, to give up and run. I disagree. And if you'll permit me, I'd like to prove them wrong. When you look to the stars, what do you see? I'll tell you what I see. I see the Heimavala Empire stretching out across the starry sea. Our birthright. But what is an empire without a home world? Heimavala is that home world. Our world. the glittering blue gem in the center of a network of sparkling crystal. Now I admit, that's a distant dream from where we are today. We're lucky though, to be on the cusp of amazing technologies that even our parents couldn't have dreamed of just a few short years ago. Mana, born today, are virtually guaranteed long lives free from nearly all diseases that have plagued our bodies for much of our existence. Modern medicine can cure illness and repair damage to tissue, bone, and even our brains. These are truly amazing times. Would you believe me if I told you that I can do the same thing for Haimavala? Yeah, you heard me correctly. Why else do you think I asked you here tonight? Unfortunately, the rest of the disc containing Fjallstad's speech was corrupted. As access to the ancient university expanded, we were able to gather additional insights into Fjallstad's plans. Events Fjallstad refers to in the presentation actually took place several days later, when with approval of the Sam Coma at the time, Arcus Industries activated a massive, globe-spanning machine designed to clean the planet's environment. While the actual technology is beyond anything we currently possess, EC and Werkstatt scientists and engineers have reviewed the data and concluded that Arcus released microscopic, self-replicating machines intended to catalyze pollutants in the environment and return the planet to our natural splendor. These machines, according to the information we've discovered, were intended to operate for a fixed period of time before going dormant. Fjallstad's technological marvel worked. News reports 
from the time indicate that within days smogs began to dissipate and the water began to clear. Arcus was hailed as the savior of the planet. By the time anyone realized something was wrong, it was too late. The nanobots gradually exceeded their protocols and continued working long after they were supposed to go dormant. This was known to the designers, but considered acceptable because the machine was not supposed to run for very long. Once the machine broke protocol, the runaway reaction drew increasingly large amounts of vital elements from the atmosphere as pollutants were scrubbed from the air, water, and land. Arcus succeeded in cleaning up Haimavala's pollution problem. The cost was an atmosphere stripped of the elemental gases that we mana require to survive. The problem was first noticed at high altitudes, but it steadily spread to lower elevations, leaving mana struggling to breathe in its way. Today, we know this effect as hypoxia, and it limits our ability to live and work at a certain altitude. The devastation wrought among the ancient mana is hard to comprehend. Records become increasingly sporadic in the years following the release of the machines, but we know that approximately 99.8% of the population died. Think about that. Two people in every thousand survived. According to archives and the reports, Fjallstad and his company worked nonstop to shut down the machine, but were unsuccessful. Fjallstad himself survived the cataclysm and spent the rest of his life trying to reverse the mistakes he and Arcus had made. As the atmosphere thinned, the planet's average temperature dropped, and the already significant glaciers expanded to cover the once thriving mountain cities. Flora, fauna, and mana, already adapted to high altitudes, survived, but at lower altitudes than before. People slowly congregated at sea level, but everything had changed. Existence became survival, knowledge was lost, and fact became myth. The planet became a harsh, but vibrant world. With pollution gone and the population reduced to almost nothing, the seas flourished and the natural world reclaimed what it had lost. Haimavina rose from the ashes of Haimavala Prime. The nanobots are still working. What we attributed to the upper atmospheric winds during the Anafial volcano was the nanobots cleaning the air. EC is working on the location of the machine in hopes of shutting it down. Now, I will take your questions. You have been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of Iria is read by Vanessa Shannon Anderson. Eric Fjallstad is read by Jason Benson. The part of Helgi is read by Paul Anderson. Gisto has been read by Steve Petricelli. Amai and Ori are read by Sarah Boyle. The Alicoso is read by Cricket Z. The Laar Va representative is read by Sherilyn Lambeth. The Tumasur representative is read by Lori Fry. The Laar Masur representative is read by Natalie Kershevsky. The Reef Guard representative is read by Abe F. Music by Eric Matias and soundimage.org. Find us on Twitter with at the binary saga. 
For more information, visit binarysaga.com.